Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson here with Mickey Dumont. We are the podcast twins, and we are the hosts of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members and we'll keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. As we ease back into the school year and fall routines, we are looking to our members for inspiration. Last spring, when we asked our building reps to alert us to colleagues within each school building who might have some experiences to share, we learned about two Lincoln Elementary teachers, Rachel Margaglioni and Andrea Regina. Rachel and Andrea have been part of the Lincoln School's 21st Century Schools program, and we invited them here today to chat about one of the fascinating activities they have been leading, a robotics program that employs Legos. We know you'll enjoy hearing from Rachel and Andrea as much as we did. So welcome, Rachel and Andrea. Thank you. Thank Could you. we start off by having you tell us a little bit about the 21st Century Program? Sure. So 21st Century got started at the Lincoln about three years ago. It's a nationally grant-funded program, um, and so we had the help of um, Carolyn Rochelow, who works downtown, to um, write our grant. There was a team of teachers and administrators at the Lincoln, um, and we applied once got denied, we applied again, and um, thankfully we got the grant. Once you're funded, you're funded for three years, which includes after-school programming, and then includes a, a four to six week summer program. So we've been able to provide that for our kids for free for the last three years, and we just got word um, last week that we got funded for the next three years oh, as well. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, terrific. So that's great. You must be thrilled. We are. We are absolutely thrilled um, that we can continue to provide that for our kids. So um, in 21st Century has about a hundred kids that we provide after-school programming for between um, K through 4. How and why did you decide on robotics? So robotics began at the Lincoln when one of my older daughters who was already on the robotics team at Lowell High School wanted to do an after-school volunteer offering for young kids to help get them excited for something she was excited about. And so she sort of developed a curriculum of different activities that incorporated robotics concepts. And one of the people who was her mentors at the Merrimack Valley Robotics Program, which is underneath the first robotics worldwide program, wanted to take that initiative of hers and make it bigger. And so the second year that 21st century was operating we began to offer that as one of the activities that we did through robotics and because my daughter graduated high school I took over providing that although we had some high school students still helping us mm -hmm. and then Merrimack Valley Robotics worked together with us to bring us the kits to provide some mentorship, some training on how to use the kits, uh, and to grow that over the years. And over the years, it has grown so that last year, Merrimack Valley Robotics themselves got a grant mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to provide some extra funding for supplies, and they provided us with the kits. So when kids 
are in this program, do they have to have any particular background in robotics at all? How, how do you get them started? No, they don't need to have anything but a desire to learn and excitement about experimenting. We hope they're going to have great teamwork skills because that's a big part of working on um, on this program. It's not simply just constructing things with Legos. It's definitely a teamwork-based project. So it's sometimes they just come because it's Lego and they want to play with Lego, but then they discover that it's so much more than that. And I will say Lego Robotics is particularly well suited to the goals of the 21st Century Program because it is actually project-based learning, which is really what uh, the goal of 21st Century is, is to get things, get kids really thinking about how to solve problems, critical thinking skills, things like that. And so Lego Robotics just hits all of those um, goals that we're looking for. What's the average number of kids that you have in each program? You, do you mean each activity in 21st century? No, the, amount, the number of kids who can actually participate in the robotics program. So each year, LEGO Robotics has a new challenge that uh, is specific to a problem that they want children to solve. And the way the program is structured is the kids participate in teams to solve this problem. Typically, the teams are four to six students at a time. I typically staff a class that has two teams in it, and we have started out with third and fourth graders at the beginning of the mm -hmm. year, the first session, and then typically the second session, we spread that out to also include first and second graders, although sometimes we bring up some second graders into the beginning of the year program yeah. as well. So typically that means, last year we had four teams of six kids each, so there were 24 kids mm -hmm. each half of the year. Okay. Uh, it, in the half parts of the year, we have science expos where the project work that has been done is shown to the community and the kids and the teams participate there and get medals and explain all the work and the oh, research nice. and show their models <clears throat> and activate their models on site and then it starts all over again in January and we have another expo in the spring so potentially it could be I guess 48 kids oh, throughout okay. the year yep. and what's the time frame is it every day after school and for how long it's um so Lego Robotics meets um, once a week okay. for about two hours okay. for about a 10 to 12 week session. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. We could actually use more time. <laughs> um, yes. Usually they're crunching at the end okay. to try and get everything finished. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, typically how we try to run it and fit it in with all the other activities happening in 21st century. Can you talk with a little more specifics about what one of the projects was like? Can you tell us a little bit about what last year's challenge was? Sure. So last year's challenge was called Mission Moon, and the focus was on trying to get the students to think about what it would be like to live on the moon and to survive on the moon and to set up a residence on the moon and everything that would be required to make that possible for the long run. So we spent our time learning about what astronauts were already doing, and we watched some really cool videos, which were very interesting to the kids about and then we talked about what would be some problems that they would face thinking about their lives on earth and how it would be different on the moon we learned about the moon we did research on that and then each week we would have a specific piece to look at so for instance one week it might be how would you bring more energy to the moon and then we'd have to 
have the kids have some brainstorming and come up with some drawings of what they might create, create uh, some sort of thing to address that, share it with the group. We would talk about whether that seemed like it would work, sort of play devil's advocate. Well, what if this came up? What if that came up? Go back and do more research. Then the next week we might be walk talking about how would you grow something to sustain having food available to you on the moon? What would you do for that? And then the next week might be, what would you do to keep yourself occupied if you were living on the moon? Um, and all of those times, it would involve questions being posed, talking about any background knowledge, bringing in all sorts of other research, whether it's in books or um, we use the iPads a lot, so looking things up on there. Then And then the teams break up to also do their challenges. So sometimes one set of kids will do the research piece and the other set of kids will do the building. And even in the building, they have to work together to decide the roles. Who's going to find the pieces that we need? Who's going to operate the computer program and scroll through the step-by-step -step visual instructions on how to put this piece together? who's going to make sure that what we found is the correct thing that we found, all of those sorts of things. And then sometimes we do a challenge one week and then we have to deconstruct it and start again with something different. Sometimes it's progressive. And then in the end, we are given guidelines for what the ultimate project needs to be, which also includes sharing about the kids themselves, their background, their interests, why they wanted to do Lego robotics, then what they learned and we make a trifold board and then they also talk, practice speaking because they're going to be sharing presenting this and we get the models together and then we present it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of skill in <laughs> yes, that yes. really doesn't have a lot to do with robotics directly but yep. has a lot to do with life and working collaboratively. Mm -hmm. Yes. What a, what a terrific program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned something earlier when we were talking off mic about um, a national presentations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Too? Sure. So um, the Lego Robotics kits that we get that we've gotten through Merrimack Valley Robotics come under the auspices of a larger worldwide organization called FIRST, which is basically sponsors all sort of robotics exploration across the world. And there are competitions that happen. So there are teams that operate at all different levels, middle school levels, high school levels. I'm not sure if they work after the high school level and maybe somewhat university. We were fortunate in Lowell a couple of years ago, the team that my two daughters were actually on that was connected with Lowell High School and then also UMass Lowell. Merrimack Valley Robotics competed in these robotics challenges and then did so well in you know meeting the goals of that particular challenge they had that they made it to the national competition for the first time ever, especially for a rookie team that had only been together for two years. And when they go there, these are televised nationally and people come from all over the world and demonstrate much larger robotics skills. They're building life-size creations that are supposed to accomplish certain tasks and they go in little challenges against one another and then they, you know, win awards for all of that. And it's a great opportunity for all sorts of different kids to participate. One of my daughters, very robotics oriented, very engineering or oriented. My other daughter, her twin sister, not oriented towards that, but she also participated in an integral way because part of that competition involves marketing and getting funding and, you know, going to different places and doing outreach to students. Those people, those high schoolers 
also participated in, in supporting us at the Lincoln and coming sometimes at different weeks to sit with the kids and talk to them about that experience and about what the value of robotics are. But again, it's not just STEM-oriented kids. Mm -hmm. Some kids designed the posters. Yeah. Some kids did the speaking when they had to present things. And they also won awards for being the most um, supportive and collaborative with other teams wow. across the country. Wow. So there's so many things about it. I, I mean, it's a wonderful opportunity for STEM-oriented kids, but even those who aren't, like I said, my other twin mm -hmm. daughter is a music major, found a great, wonderful amount of skills providing and participating in all of that. And what an honor for uh, Lowell. It I, was. And, and to support the younger kids coming through. Mm -hmm. um, this is not available in every school right now. No. If a teacher wanted to find out more, what would you suggest to him or her? I would suggest they contact Merrimack Valley Robotics mm -hmm. and uh, the person who's always been in charge and I believe still is I hope he doesn't mind that I give his name. He's so excited about all this. Is a person named Mike Johnston. He's been the mentor for this program and just loves reaching out to schools because there is a possibility that even if it doesn't come through 21st century, Merrimack Valley Robotics has another grant to supply materials. They would certainly work to get that to the student. They're so committed to bringing this down Good to all know. the way yeah, through the lower level. Yeah, That's terrific. What an opportunity for for kids yes. to have life-changing experiences. You know, this is exactly what we're all here for education about. Yes. All right, so I have a hard question for both of you. <laughs> How does all of this connect to the science that kids do in the classroom under the science curriculum? I wonder if, um, I think some of the engineering challenges that we have that are really okay. open-ended, this would really support that. I also think any time in the classroom that you're asking kids to work in teams, collaborative teams, and taking on roles and learning about how to question each other and um, refine their work and critique each other on their work. Mm -hmm. This is something that would definitely support all of those things. In terms of the science science, I more the inquiry standards, I would guess. That, and I also think that certainly depending on the challenge, like, so last year's challenge was about the moon. The year before that, we were learning about water. Okay. In certainly different grade levels, we study the properties of water sure. and how water moves through different things that water moves through. You know, so we're definitely incorporating background knowledge all of the time for um, the various students because those are the challenges. They're, they're based on real-world problems. The water challenge, we learned about how there was very little water in other parts of the world and did some mm -hmm. exploration about that. There were definitely overlaps with the science curriculum. And I think even that would be the case as kids move through to the middle school level, I'm sure that the challenges would also incorporate different content that they would use to help address some of the questions that you have to resolve to solve the challenge. Do you ever face the issue of having more students who want to be in the program, but you don't have the room for them? Do you ever have to put them on a waiting list? or? Um, we've been lucky enough, I think, at the Lincoln that if kids, sometimes kids have to wait until the second half of okay. the year. So kids will, will be upset about that. 
we've always been able to find room for kids who want to be in 21st century. I think retention can be an issue for okay. kids sometimes um, with the 21st century program overall. A lot of times that has to do with um, families um, okay. having difficulty picking up kids sure. or things like that. Other issues. Other issues, yeah. other right. issues outside the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but mostly we've been able to get everybody in Lego Robotics who want to be okay. in Lego Robotics. I think. And I actually, I think the other side of the challenge is that there are some students who would like to be able to stay the entire year. Right. Uh, (laughs) Right. But the challenge is sort of last half the year and then half the other year. So they'd want to just keep going because they just love that opportunity to tinker and explore and research and, and try new things out. Because as with any sort of engineering thing, you're never really done. So even when they come up with their final project, part of the great thing about the expo is we also get to go around and see what the other schools that participate and it's a regional expo so it's not even just local schools what they've done in response to the challenge Mm -hmm. so for some of the kids they're like oh i want to go back and do more and that's really almost the culmination sure for them so it's a more of a frustration like Mm -hmm. oh you mean i can't do it the second time yeah Um, so it's more that that's terrific i'm wondering Is, is there a website that people can go to did we did we um, offer that? First Robotics, the overarching organization that's the worldwide organization, definitely has its own website. Okay. If you did type in um, Lego First Lego League, that brings you to information that has to do with the Lego challenges at the elementary level. Okay. And then there are links on there that will say you know challenges for this grade level and challenges at the high school level. Okay. So I think that would be a place to start. I don't know. It's possible that Merrimack Valley Robotics has its own website. They could. Because I'm thinking as, as people listen to this, as other teachers listen to this podcast, they'll probably want more information. They probably will. You don't mind that they... Oh, they're happy. I'm happy to have them reach out to me and on, my typical and honestly, address. Um, and I don't want to speak for you, Andrea, but we've certainly um, been open to having people come through oh, and see. Oh, so good. if, if yeah. they're interested in coming to see um, some oh. things, we also have some pictures we can offer you guys of some past Lego we, robotics challenges. We'd love that. We'll post that on our website then. That'd be great. Thank you. Absolutely. So obviously with a program like this that has some expenses, but also some human resource needs, you need to have supports. Is there some local organization that is supporting the Lincoln School program or supporting this effort in general? MACOM has been a wonderful support of our program through the years. That's terrific, terrific. And they're just up the street from the Lincoln School. And I know even when I was there, they would have people come in, employees come in and do some service hours there. And they still do that during the school day. But um, in addition to that, they've just been really excited about all of our um, after-school program, especially our STEM programming, and been able to, um, you know, financially support us in our efforts. Great. That's terrific. Terrific. Thank you. Well, thank you both for coming in. This is such an exciting thing for our students and also such an exciting thing for the Lincoln School and we appreciate you sharing. Well, thank you you guys for having us. Thank Thank you. Thanks so much to Rachel and to Andrea for joining us today. We will make sure to post links to the program and some suggested resources on our podcast website for anyone who may wish to investigate further. We'll also be posting Rachel and Andrea's email addresses should you wish to contact them directly via email. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that if you enjoy what you hear, 
You will subscribe to our podcast using Apple iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast aggregator. As always, we welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcast topics, or if you are aware of a UTL member who might be willing to share experience or expertise, please send us an email at utlstraighttalk at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Amy Bisson, along with Mickey Dumont, wishing you a great week.